I felt bad. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to push you. I'm like, are you good? Are you waiting on me? Is everything <laughs> nah, right yeah, there? yeah. And I, you know, when you sign up, I, I had a Discord. I don't remember what the, uh, what the login was. So I was like, I was in here like trying to make a new account, and it's like, select all the pictures that are bicycles, but they were all like. <laughs> They're all like dirt bike, like motorbikes. And I was like, do, do these count as bicycles? <laughs> I don't know. So I just <laughs> clicked skip and went to the one that was like, select all the traffic lights. How'd you do on that one? I, I failed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they'll give you a picture of a bunch of traffic lights and then there'll be like a picture with like a kid with a t-shirt on that has a traffic light that says, you know, don't pass go, don't pass the green light or whatever. I'm like, do I click the kid or not? Because that's a kid. That's not a traffic light, but there's a traffic light on his shirt. I click the kid. <laughs> you gotta check. You gotta check for the mirror image inside of the puddle next to him. And if there's a traffic light in that one, then you still select it. It's very advanced. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. Normally, Discord's like the easiest way to go because everyone's at home in quarantine. They're all on their computers. Most people have Discord these days. In the last five interviews I've done, no joke, <laughs> including freestyle, he was like, no, I don't have Discord. I'm like, well, fuck. That's the entire thing. I don't know what to do. I almost feel like I've talked to him on Discord before, though. Hmm. <laughs> See, so he lied to me. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, it might have been Skype. It might have been Skype. We might have It's Skyped. too late now. The, the beef yeah. has started. I'm going to have yeah. to message him. I'll have I'm to let send him back know. All the free swag he sent me. <laughs> so, for the uninitiated, hello and welcome to Persons of No Consequence. This is the podcast that jumps in and talks about people who are not internet famous. They don't have a Wikipedia page. If I were to make a Wikipedia page for the people I have on this podcast, Wikipedia laughs at us. And I think they're wrong. Everyone's got a story to tell. And today, I think we have one of the arguably most like famous people that I know on the podcast, son of Andy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. I know how to use Discord. Uh, my days. Are going oh. fine. <laughs> so precursor, I have no idea how to use Discord. Everybody. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to talk shit immediately, but uh, but yeah, That's how I was a little to. bit concerned. You know, <laughs> it was like low key, like me being like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. I don't know how to get on Discord. <laughs> when really, I I actually own stock in Discord. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. It's a good idea to get on the platform. You know, you can really reach tens to to twelves of people on here <laughs> with your music. You could definitely expand yeah. your whole your whole library here. Um, it's crazy. You I actually have to... a. Was that? I, I was saying it's actually crazy. I have uh, I have a Discord account specifically for my like my private Ultima Online like 1999 server, and I still talk to the people on there, but like I don't remember the password for it, so. Who is playing Ultima Online in 2020? Hi, my name is Son of Andy. Uh... <laughs> you have a problem, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, WoW Vanilla, I think, is acceptable now. It's kind of come back. But if you're still playing Ultima Online, I think we need to have a talk. Um, so there still hasn't... Tape on your phone and... No, actually, I despise RuneScape because <laughs> I feel like it, like it totally took Ultima and like made it watered down. And then they were like, oh... Uh, Everyone's like, oh, RuneScape, the, the first MMO, or like weird stuff like that. And I'm like, what? First off, Ultima wasn't even the first MMO. Me and my friend like still religiously play Ultima. Like, it's crazy. We shouldn't be like that. But I got into Black Desert recently, and that's kind of like giving me that same fix with like a more modern vibe. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely just, you know, be a fisherman for 45 hours a week. In, in Straight Black up did Desert it this world. week. <laughs> <laughs> definitely gives you the ultima vibes i i haven't heard anyone talk about ultima online since like 1990 so it's nice yeah. to hear 
that it's not dead. I am a little bit concerned for you because, uh, you know, social life is important. And if you're still playing Ultima Online, <laughs> I do worry about you just a tiny bit. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, I play lots of uh, pointless MMOs, including, I mean, I don't play them anymore. You know, wife, kids, all of that stuff. But I played RuneScape when I was in seventh grade. And I played Ultima Online when I was in eighth grade, you know, because you level up and you learn what you're doing. But I, I had to put those away when WoW came out. Like, have you not? Have you not tried it? You know, WoW. So I've played all. I pretty much have played like any MMO that's come out. Um, I'm a huge nerd. I don't know if everyone knows this. <laughs> I they haven't figured it out yet. You're you're a very interesting nerd. Discord, no way. But Ultima Online for sure. Yeah, you know. So I I I play all the new MMOs that come out, and then at the end of the day, I just always back up, and I I end up with my my numero uno, my ride or die, my shotgun MMO, and that's Ultima Online. I just keep ending up there. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a solid game. It's the only game I think that uh, plays exactly like Diablo, but with no rules. And that is that's how I describe people like Ultima Online. If you want to play right. a game, you know, we can do whatever you want with very low graphics. Ultima Online is for you. If you want to play Diablo, they can run on like like a calculator. That's Ultima <laughs> Online. That's all you need. If your calculator's got Wi-Fi, I got you. <laughs> So, uh, for the uninitiated, can you tell them who Son of Andy is, other than a very big Ultima Online fan? <laughs> so, hi, I'm Son of Andy. I'm a professional um, Ultima Online player. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually a hip-hop artist uh, in Michigan here, and I'm in a group called Ready, Set, Flow with Freestyle Fanatic and K.O. Ken. K.O. Ken is actually in my living room right now playing... Uh, the switch katamari is that what's it called me and my katamari my katamari up in my pocket or something <laughs> no, just katamari. oh just katamari for the switch Demachi or something but yeah so he's he's one of the one of the members of my group we're actually doing a game night tonight and i totally i didn't forget about this but like i just <laughs> i i double booked you guys and i was like you know ko can got here i'm like yo I got to do this thing tonight if that's cool. But I mean, we were just going to kick it and play games anyway. So anyway, yeah, I'm a hip hop artist. Uh, <laughs> I go by the name of Son, of Son of Andy. And basically we just do like, we try to do like real good hip hop, but also we have a lot of nerdy references in there. You know, it's just good fun. I can't wait to get KO Ken on this as well. So I can just get the full trifecta. I got to get everybody on. the. Oh, podcast. it's going to be great. Yeah. He's like I arguably the most interesting of the three of us. <laughs> I'm really excited for that because you and Freestyle are both very fascinating. And but it's like I gotta fill out the bingo card. So I I just can't wait to find out what is very, very strange about him. Well, you know, you with uh with freestyle, you've got he's like, you know, he's a good singer, he's the best freestyle I've ever met. Me, you know, I've got like witty bars and depression. And then with Kale Ken, <laughs> you've gotta like you've gotta like get all seven Dragon Balls. You have to get the genie from Aladdin. You gotta uh you gotta find one of the like i don't even know where i'm going with this you got to get a copy of uh uh tecmo sports bowl for the nes you got to put it all in the alchemy circle from full metal alchemist brotherhood you might you might get to see him like <laughs> him being at my house right now i'm looking at him right now and it almost feels like a myth well see it's law of equivalent exchange if i cancel the interview with you now and put him on instead maybe, maybe it'll be exactly <laughs> exactly that's what it's he's technically here like he's technically in the interview he's just real into this katamari he's got like a strawberry and some jam on his balls <laughs> that's that's not necessarily what i wanted to say so 
if no, you play Katamari. <laughs> okay. All right. This is is this becoming an NSF dubs? Because for sure, I'm gonna have to put the explicit tag for Apple on this one. Uh, good. I'm Perfect. sorry, I'm ruining the algorithm. Uh, you know, you guys exactly. start out as like very stereotypical rappers. You show up at my house, you know, five years ago when I have an old podcast, you have a full crew. I'm expecting just you and you show up with freestyle and two other dudes <laughs> <laughs> and like, like an hour, like hour and a half, like different time. It wasn't so much that you were late. You were just like, I show up when I show up and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> these guys are legit. And then, you know, I schedule you now and I'm like, man, they're even bigger now. I'm probably not even going to be able to get them on the podcast. And of course you're like, nah, man, I can't right now maybe maybe in an hour maybe an hour and a half we'll see um and you got a dude on your couch i'm like man <laughs> you're big dogging me man i don't know if i can handle yeah. this <laughs> but little, we're not doing like hardcore like like gangster like rap junk we're like playing nintendo switch and like i'm i'm on a I, my laptop right now is sitting on my uh my like craft box table from painting my warhammer miniatures like <laughs> that's where we're at right now it's on my notes i was like i wanted to bring up that you love tabletop as much as you love rap but also like i i follow you on facebook i know how big of a warhammer fan you are i'm like what <laughs> armies are you building right now that's what the people really want to know about so i think the better question is what armies am i not building right now so i was oh actually God. fully fully against age of sigmar um because i hate the rules and they're dumb basically i love eighth edition i love seventh edition but basically they got rid of the army i played you can't play tomb kings anymore officially um so of course naturally first thing i did uh when i started making really good money is i bought a 400 dollars tomb kings army <laughs> so that only opened the door to like I was like, well, you know, I can't really play Tomb Kings, but I kind of would like to get back into the hobby. So, you know, of course, next thing is you buy a Sylvaneth army, the Treants. But, you know, I'm like, well, I can't have my friends come over. I can't get K.O. Ken to get into Warhammer if I just have one army. So, you know, then, of course, you got to get the undead army. But then I can't just have two armies because, you know, me and my girlfriend live together. So what if she wants to play? So you got to get the Goblins army. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And that's, you know... If anyone buys my music, that's what they're buying. Like they're, that's what they're putting their money towards right now. I had somebody buy a twenty-five dollar like on my website. That's now defunct because I can't decide if I'm going to keep it the way it is. Uh, last <laughs> week, somebody bought one of my like twenty-five dollar Ultimate Son of Andy fan kits with the T-shirt, the vinyl, the CD, and everything. And I immediately went and bought a new leader for my undead army. So <laughs> basically, money it's really kind of a problem. Well, yeah, straight up, like. It's justification, right? Like, you know, yeah. you need an army for every single person that you know, just in case they want to play Warhammer. Exactly. Straight up. Like, honestly, the, the hobby shop down the road from me, um, they might as well just, like, put up ads for my music and, like, sell my music <laughs> in the store because they already know the deal. Like, you know, they know if I, if they sell, if I sell something, I'm coming to buy something. Like, so you, no one can doubt your nerd cred. You just dropped a lot of Warhammer <laughs> references. Like, they're and all legit, just, by the way. I can contest. Not even just, like, regular stuff, but, like, anger that, like, the old world isn't a thing. And that Nagash <laughs> killed Cetra, and now I can't have my Tomb Kings on the table in the store? What? So, uh, anyway. Mistake, it's still playing Warhammer. Like, play War Machine. You know, the, the figures are affordable. Uh, the rules make sense. <laughs> all right? the new additions work. 
Um, so shout out to <laughs> shout out to my old manager who's now just my friend because I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know how he feels about that but he knows who he is. <laughs> He's my manager from when I worked at the bookstore. He like is like into that like hordes and War Machine and everything and like yeah that's my guy like like I like that guy like I I hope I never lose contact with him but I need to let him know like he knows how hard I am into Warhammer right now and uh, I feel a little bit like I deceived him. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Because uh, like, I was like, yeah. I play Warhammer. Like when I worked at the store, at the bookstore, it was all like, man, I don't even make enough money to like, to like, you know, eat every week for real. <laughs> and now that I make enough money where I can like, like not just be struggling, I'm buying Warhammer and not War Machine. So, you know, you know who you are. If you're listening to it, I'm sorry, but we'll play some Frostgrave soon. It's just, it is an interesting thing. You're like, you start getting money and like, you no longer have money. I know you're broke because you play Warhammer. <laughs> that is not what you came to get into. No, the, the two things can't go together in the same, uh, like descriptor of a person. Like if I had keywords in like a game of hero clicks or something, my keywords <laughs> wouldn't be Warhammer and rich. It's one of the, one or the other. You can't have both. It's impossible. So do in the you also play hero clicks? Because you just dropped that. I'm looking at my huge hero clicks collection that's just collecting dust because no one has played that game in 12 years. Yeah, actually, I used to uh, play pretty darn competitively. Um, my friend, and I think you guys may have met him. He's our camera guy and our audio technician, Marty. Yeah, um, Marty. He, yeah, yeah. He came to uh, the first interview, and him and I actually used to travel. We'd go to like Indianapolis and stuff for like the the hero clicks tournaments. <laughs> um like all the like conventions and everything we were like not very good but we'd make it far enough to waste money to go to other states and lose there instead of just losing at home so but not anymore got, really so <laughs> you gotta explain to the people because like w- what happened was is they were like oh there's a rapper on persons of no consequence i'm gonna download this and then immediately <laughs> we talked about online and warhammer for 20 minutes so you gotta right, explain so... the, the the dissonance here i don't know like that's just where I am. Like, you're. I rap about individual. some serious stuff. I know. I just, I just really the entire Wendigo album and oh. uh, <laughs> uh, Dark is. I guess is one way you could describe it. Um, I'm pretty sure you yeah. murdered somebody or yourself. I'm not sure by the end of that album. Um, oh yeah, it was myself. I think that was a really dark time. Uh, I was working in a really bad place, and I had some really bad uh, thoughts. And Wendigo is not really my like happiest project. I, yeah, no, I got that. That was the only one I hadn't heard. I, I listened. I mean, it, it's not like you have 45 albums, but right, I, got know, like four. I, I hadn't heard Wendigo. That was the one I hadn't listened to. And I was like, you know what? I should. I'm going to do the interview. And I started listening to it. And I'm like, I'm kind of sad. I need to listen to something <laughs> else. So I re-listened to all of the Punky Fresh uh, because yeah. that'll get me hype again. So really like, yeah, Wendigo making you sad is not really the intention of Wendigo, but it's actually the design of Wendigo. <laughs> Uh, it, like at my shows, my mom will be at my shows. Or like I did a live stream, and my mom was watching the live stream, and she'll be like, "Do Wendigo or like do caffeine or like do you know this song?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not really trying to talk about that right now, but it's my mom, so I have to." <laughs> like, like she's a couple cities away, just talking about like do your depressing stuff, and I'm like, "I'm just trying to be happy." She's like, "Wants you to cry on stage. She really wants to see the emotion." Yeah. But yeah, you know, no, they're good songs, and she likes them so. Yeah, well, they, it was solid, and I, I want to say I loved it, but I was a little bit down afterwards. <laughs> it gets okay, better. Guy, it gets better. Yeah, for sure. It just—it was so real. I wasn't expecting it. Not that your stuff isn't real. I just wasn't expecting it to be that real. 
already and i was like okay we're starting out this way all right okay uh, full alter ego that's murderous yeah. right, start here and it's just go down the rabbit hole i guess yeah um, you know and then the next one's called looking up so it's supposed to be like you know things are looking up they're getting a little bit better and you can tell it's a little bit more positive we got a couple funky fresh funky fresh tracks on there you know me fanatic and ko ken and well, then also, uh you like, know your collabs on there you can tell you're having fun oh yeah i got i man some of those people on there like i had never done a song with uh um atg and he's great like he's a good dude uh he came up and performed with us live at one of our shows and it's just awesome like you know and i have that collab with uh with buck from uh, notes and leaves the singer and that's like my guy like he records all of our stuff and he's just a good good artist and you know i got mega ran on there and i I do like Mega Ran quite a bit, so that was kind of an awesome thing. He was actually he just did like a, a Red Bull gaming thing last night. That was kind of cool. It was awesome. And I, I knew that you guys knew Mega Ran. I just didn't understand how much you have worked with him. You know, I'd seen it live and I talked to Freestyle on the regular and I, I knew that you guys had collaborated. But when I <laughs> when I listened to Looking Up, I was like, oh man, you <laughs> you are outside <laughs> of my level. Like <laughs> I felt bad when I was like asking Freestyle, I'm like, hey, do you think other people would do the podcast? And he's like, sure. You got to talk to Son of Andy. I'm like, you guys are too big, so I feel bad. But like, <laughs> like, can you just talk to me on a podcast for a few minutes. I know you're big. I know you're playing with Mega Ran, but uh, yeah, I haven't actually talked to him in a minute. We saw him at uh, at the con at YomaCon last year, and we had talked about. He was like, "Oh, let's get Coney's," and then we never did. Yeah, but then the you know, happened. it's not like people yeah, and then the quarantine like, happened. Right. Yeah. That's like one of the worst things, honestly, to be honest, like as a performer, you know, it really sucks to not really be able to perform because, you know, I love making the music, but I'm a performer at heart. Like that's my goal is to be a performer. Not as much like, don't get me wrong. I love, I write all my own music and my last two albums, including this one that's coming up, I produced all the, all the instrumentals for, and that's great, but I do it so that I can perform. So not being able to perform is really kind of upsetting. Uh, and it's, it's a bummer. Like, I have people, I'm lucky enough to have um, another source of income because I haven't been making as much as I was before with the music, but the pandemic ser seriously affected it. Some of my favorite artists, like, um, you know, that's their life. That's their lifeblood is, uh, is performing and selling stuff. So, yeah, people forget that, you know, even if you have a record deal, you make most of your money off touring and stage gigs. You don't make that much off album sales. And not being able to do that during the pandemic has, you know, just stopped a lot of artists from making almost any money. There's always merch, but everyone's not spending money and no one's going anywhere. So that kind of cuts it out of all artists, like straight out of your pocket. So what have you been doing in the meantime? I know, like you said, you have a day job, but have you been able to do find any other way around it? I know you're talking about releasing a new album, but have you been able to bolster any of your older content at all during quarantine? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Marty and I have actually been doing... We shot a music video. I guess that was for uh, for something off of the new album. We shot a music video up north uh, at a lake. So that should be pretty cool. And we plan on doing some music videos for Looking Up still, even though it's like a year old or two years old at this point. But there's still definitely music videoable things sure. um, on there. So that's, you know, that's another way to revitalize it, you know. Even after something's out, making a music video for it uh, is a new way to introduce it. So that's that's uh, that's our current thing since we can do the music video without crowds. You know, it could be just me and Marty if we need to or me and Marty and a couple of our friends, you know, 
right. the one that we shot up north. We happened to be up north with uh with a bunch of our friends and Marty and I just went outside like right before a thunderstorm and shot like a video of me rapping in a lake. Like <laughs> so it should be pretty cool. That one's coming eventually. Eventually, I, I love that. I love that you guys are like same thing. When I had freestyle, and he's like, "I'm about to drop an album." I'm like, "Oh, sweet! Tell me when." He's like, "I, I don't know. Like, I'm not feeling telling you right now. <laughs> It'll come soon." Seriously, like, I'm not, I'm gonna drop it for him. I'm gonna break this news for you guys. He's like super close to releasing that album, like ultra super close, and it's the best thing I've heard from him. I'm so uh, excited. He sent me a message the so other day. Cool. He was like, oh, it's about done. I was like, oh, like how close? He's like, oh, I'm listening to it right now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like <laughs> so Kayo Ken and I heard it uh what, probably like two years ago? Uh Sound of Water. Or like probably like a year ago. We probably heard Sound of Water, like almost in its entirety. But you know, Bronson's very much an artist and he is waiting, like he's waiting until it's done. You know what I mean? Right. And I think, I think it's done. Um, I haven't heard the final, the final cut of it, but just the, some of the stuff I've heard from him, I'm, I'm saying too much. Cause this is for him to say, right. but for sure. for I don't sure. think that the wait is going to be too much longer for, for freestyle fanatics, new album. I'm just, and I just definitely people should check Kanye it out. On it and like, all right, you know what? I actually changed my mind. That track's not done. Let me tell, let me pull that down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me put it back up in two, three days. I got to tweak it a little bit. <laughs> I get nervous. Nah, see, that's the thing is like studio time costs money. So you got to make sure you do it right. For Kanye West, that's different, you know, but we're no Kanye West. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely dig your guys' music more than Kanye's, but I think that might be preference. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I dig our music more than Kanye's music, too, but. <laughs> Politics, though, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, but if Kanye hears this, I think our music's better, my guy. <laughs> Drop the beat and switch on me. I was like, oh man, we're gonna get a shout out. I'm gonna tweet it at Kanye. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought I was going to, but I can't lie. Like, and it's not even that his music's bad. It's just I definitely prefer our music. <laughs> I, I think it's an easy thing to say nowadays. I don't think it's as hot of a take as it would have been a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's different. Even like like I love old Kanye, and I see I see why people love new Kanye. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I don't I, like I think new Kanye. Drugs, I think, is why people love new Kanye. Um, I just don't worry <laughs> enough. I mean, and maybe that's it. Like, like my my Friday night is coming home, and we're about to play some. I think we're going to play Divinity Original Sin Two. Is our plan? That's our big plans for the for the night. Two, you know, two fancy talented rappers. We're going to come home. And we're going to play Divinity Original Sin Two. Like, <laughs> that's our Friday night. We're not party guys. That's a good Friday night, and honestly, it comes through on your music. Not just that you guys are nerdy. There's the awesome references, but it's the it's the chill. You know, it, it's real. Like you guys don't rap about anything that you're not actually into. You're not talking about being out on the streets or getting into fights or anything like that. And it still comes off as good. It was a thing that I always thought Mega Ran kind of popularized. Like he's not super hardcore. He's not about the street. He just raps about what he likes, and it's not doesn't have to be nerdcore as people call it. Right. And he, he is like, it's, it's crazy to me. Cause like I got into ran a couple years ago with, uh, he did like a stranger things mixtape and a little bit before that, or like an EP, a little bit before that I had gotten into him with, uh, with random. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, he's like, I feel like he's definitely a big nerd like that. And I mean that ran, if you hear this, I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> um, cause I'm a big nerd too, but he is like, 
he's like a rapper first and then a nerd on top of that like like he could he can when you listen to him dude is a rapper dude is a hip-hop head like dude is like he's like an actual rapper (laughs) and then his content is just happens to be relatable to us you know and i say us because let's not front we're all nerds. <laughs> Especially if you're listening to this podcast. There's no way you stumbled across this, you know, after doing something cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like I said, like I said, this podcast is sitting on my Warhammer table right now. So <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Tabletop a little bit. I know we already went in through, through there for like a while on Warhammer. But what is it about Tabletop games specifically that you love? Uh, I know you talked about Warhammer painting minifigs. I'm sure it's a big part of it. But mo- most people say they're nerds. They're gamers. They're video gamers. What is it about tabletop that you love? Getting your hands on something. Like, disconnecting. There's no other sounds. Um, you know, you got a PS4 on. I was playing... Um, what was I playing last night? Why can't I think? Oh, uh, Ghost of, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And it's dope. Like, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But you've got like a light in your hand because you can't turn off the PS4 controller. The PlayStation's trying to fly off of your table with the big jet engines. Uh, you got your TV noises, the music, which is beautiful and great. But like when you've got a tabletop game, if you really want to get into it and you really get into it and you've got like, like I'm feeling it right now. I'm sitting at my tabletop uh, uh, a table right now. You get a couple of your friends together and it's just you and your friends there's no disconnect and you're living in that board game. Wow. That sounded really nerdy. Um, <laughs> but that's the point, right? So, and that's what it is. Like, uh, we haven't played it recently cause we are kind of, uh, limiting people coming to the house For sure. due to, you know, we don't know where Marty's been. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Marty. Uh, no, but like even before like, that was a joke. If he hears it, um, Marty and I have a very violent, volatile relationship as friends i'll we'll just say the worst garbage to each other but he's like one of my best friends on the planet anyway um so before we changed our locks and didn't let marty come over anymore uh we were really into kingdom death which is like kingdom death if you're for the uninitiated is like the boutique board game of boutique board games the buy-in for just the starter set is 400 dollars, so you know we had to cash out and play it um it's great it's basically like monster hunter meets darkest dungeon but you get real into it you create a character after yourself you're almost playing as that character on the table there's no electronics involved it's it's great um and that's why i like tabletop stuff you know it's just it's a better connection with your friends i think yeah it's definitely more fun around the table with quarantine have you been playing anything through like you know tabletop simulator or anything like that absolutely yeah Uh, marty and i played star wars legion a little bit um you know i bought tabletop simulator and marty grabbed it as well and i really have only played uh legion with him i played a lot of solo kingdom death games before i was just like i'm just gonna buy this um this game i did you know i'll find people on reddit that are playing like weird games that i feel like only i would like out of my friend group and um and i'll just play it with strangers online so it's super weird because i'm not a social person in real life like like I do shows and like people will come up to me and be like, Oh, you know, talking to me a little bit. And I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and it's not their fault. It's just, I'm kind of antisocial, but online I'll be like on Reddit, like 
Uh, who's trying to play... Uh, I'm looking at my game shelf right now. Who's trying to play Ashes, Rise of the Phoenix Born on Tabletop Simulator? You know, like weird stuff like that. So, Mice and Mystics. And, you know, I I'll find strangers on Reddit. Like, that's like... That's Gloomhaven on crack. Like, it I've is. I've never understood people that play that game. Like, people talk about Gloomhaven being the super advanced board game. It's super expensive. And you look at Kingdom of Death and it's just like laughing at it. It's like the Dark Souls of Gloomhaven. So I bought. I don't understand how you exist in that world. It's crazy. Like I got Gloomhaven on sale for like a hundred bucks, and then I bought the <laughs> organizer for like seventy five bucks. I've never played a game of Gloomhaven. Marty and I like linked it up, and we like we like played the first little mission to figure it out. That's actually what I was gonna try to get Ko Ken into tonight, but uh, I'm tired now. But <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, Gloomhaven's cool, but Kingdom Death can take up like a whole entire like. You know, it, King of Death is on a totally different level. Which is crazy when you think about Gloomhaven being so advanced. It's basically, you, you might as well just play D&D. If you're playing Kingdom Death or Gloomhaven, just play D&D. Right? You just need a character <laughs> sheet and some dice, and, and you're done. It's all the same thing. It's just, you know, fantasy of the mind. You, you just play make-believe. You know, I shot your laser shield. No, 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 I have the Cloak of Darkness. Like, you're just playing pretend right? with your friends at the table. Just easier. Right. For real, I mean, you know the the thing though is uh, nobody likes to play nobody likes to play the dungeon master here, so that's why Kingdom Death is so good because instead of anything like fun or positive, like oh I have the cloak of darkness or whatever, like no you don't, your dude has syphilis. Like <laughs> that's why I like Kingdom Death because it's like you know the the book is the dungeon master. It'll be like roll a d twenty on a result of one through twenty, your character dies. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, might as well just play Oregon Trail at that point. If we're getting dissonant, seriously, yeah. Like, why are we why are we messing around? What happened to Monopoly? What happened to just building <laughs> hotels and taking your friends' money? When when did that stop being fun? See, we we could play Monopoly. I actually gave up Monopoly. Uh, says Ko Ken is a loan shark and a cheat and a scammer in Monopoly. <laughs> uh, that dude will be like, oh, you're you're about to go bankrupt. Oh, okay. Well, I can loan you two hundred dollars. My doors are always open. The know, banks of Kaoken are open. Yeah, he yeah. And I'll, I'll be like, it. sure, but then he'll hit you with that like that interest that makes you bankrupt right at the worst time ever. I actually haven't played Monopoly since 2011 because of Kaoken. You guys just need to upgrade to Game of Thrones then, because it's built into the rules with all the sub subterfuge and like politics. You can just throw shit at each other. You don't have to worry about people coming at you with loans or interest because the Iron Bank does that for you. That's true, yeah. True that. Is that the Fantasy Flight one? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's uh, probably my favorite board game. I'll have to try that. I have beef with Fantasy Flight, and don't get me wrong, that's actually my favorite board game company. Yeah, but um, no, you but they, have, beef. have you read any of their rule books? Right? Their rule books will be like, you know, because I'm looking at my shelf. I have, that I can see from here, I have 13 Fantasy Flight games. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, yeah. So, like, a Star Wars Imperial Assault. It's like, all right, your Stormtrooper fires... You roll a D8, well, you roll a, an eight-sided shape, you roll a six-sided shape, and you roll a 20-sided shape. Uh, in order for your Stormtrooper to hit, you gotta hit a squiggly, you gotta roll two squiggly arrows, uh, a snowflake, a dog with one ear up, and then you add those together, and then your Stormtrooper hits. Like, Fantasy Flight rules are not super friendly. Um, no, they're and not. That's, it's hard to get into, and I get it, but like obviously, like advanced gamers like ourselves can can deal with it. Um, but now my my real beef with them, I could get over the rules, you know, I could get over the rules. My real beef with Fantasy Flight is 
they're simplifying their rules, but in the wrong ways. So I had I just bought Arkham Horror. I've got three different editions of Arkham Horror now. So the newest edition. And it's, you know, it's a better uh like rendition of the rules, I think, but they simplified the map. But here's the real beef, okay? So they are doing new editions of all of their games that aren't compatible with the old editions, and they have mandatory apps. So you have to play with the app, which defeats the purpose of why I like tabletop games to begin with. Oh, um, you gotta get the iPad out. It's not a real game until... <laughs> exactly. Like, Mansions of Madness. I love Mansions of Madness. And I was all hype when they announced the second edition. There's the third edition at this point. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then, like, I'm looking at the box, and they're like, mandatory app. The app plays as the house. Because, you know, it's like the app plays as the as the ghosts and stuff. But, you know, my girlfriend always liked playing as the house. So now she can't play. Like, you know, like she can, obviously. But it just, it was fun to have somebody play as the house. Yeah, it kind of, it t- like you said, it kind of takes the magic out of it. Because the whole point of playing board games as an adult is to feel like a kid again. But with more fun rules, you get to have the nostalgia around the table. And they're fun games. But when you have that app sitting there, like I love the XCOM game. It's probably the only one I play with the app. And it takes some oh, yeah. magic out of it. You know, like having to click the button, wait for it to load. Oh, my app actually didn't load it. All right, crap. Like, that's what's the point then? Why do I have the exactly? So, you know, uh, not off the record, but still on the topic and totally on the record. How is that? That's one that Marty really wants to get is the XCOM game. It is good. I'm talking a lot of shit about it, but it is fun, especially if you like XCOM. If you like like the theme of it, it generates it. The only thing that the app actually does is it runs the aliens for you. So you all the scenarios you do, you still do it. You don't have to worry about too much. But the app randomizes what the aliens do when they attack and stuff like that. Aliens. That's a good one. Nemesis is something I can't wait for. <laughs> aliens. Nemesis. Uh, I don't even think I've heard of it. No, it's a uh, it's a new game. I can't remember who it's by. But I, I, the problem with scaling up in money and like scaling up in like, you know, income as a whole is also your purchases scale up. So I saw the Kickstarter for this game called Nemesis. Like, I'll link you to it after this. It's essentially it like, oh man, oh man. It's, it's so I looked at the Kickstarter and I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'll do like the, uh, the little like $99 starter set. Like, well, if you order the, the $350 set, you get a model of a cat in a spacesuit, And I'm like, psh, psh, psh. okay. <laughs> so I got to get it. Yeah. So I'm actually going to, that, uh, that one manager I was talking about from my old job, I'm going to see if he'll paint it to look like my cat. Cause he's like a really good painter. So, so might throw on, on some, some skrill. You paint your, your own Warhammer figures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got say, some pictures. Because that's a big no-no in the miniature world. You gotta paint your own armies. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. So I don't actually paint my board game figures. I paint my my war game figures. So like my oh, Warhammer you, armies are all me. Board game figures. Come on, that's 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 for the crits right, and right, Come yeah, on. yeah, exactly. Like, but I, I but I paid for it. Like I'm gonna, I'm like that's it. Like I'm gonna pay for the one. I'll get. I'll pay uh, my friend to to paint it like checks because i love checks to death and it'd be super cool he's pretty much the reason i blew all that money on the board game um <laughs> so i could get the the cat astronaut <laughs> um so yeah before we segue completely off board games i have one last question do you play the power rangers battle for the grid board game i did yeah i don't own it um i played it at gen con and that was cool and then i played it on tabletop simulator and i i I couldn't grasp 
the rules because I didn't have it in my hand. Yeah, it's um, a little bit different on Tabletop Simulator. I play it there too, but it's one of those games where it's not quite as fun. It's not the best game ever. You really, it's about having the figures and the cards. Exactly. Like, like the, the figures are what got me. Like, I was like, oh, I want this because I grew up with all of these monsters, you know, like the food fight pig and, you know, the putties and everything. And I was like, well, I'm going to get it on Tabletop Simulator because at the time I wasn't making a ton of money. And, uh, it just isn't the same. I want those figures. The uh, oh, the Darkest Dungeon game, man. So Darkest Dungeon is arguably it's in my top five video games overall of all time. Okay. And they just announced they're doing a a board game of it. And I've been contacting the uh, I've been in like contact with the people doing the board game. I'm like, <laughs> let me know like two days before you guys start the Kickstarter, and uh, I will I will do like the whatever your whatever your maximum amount I can. I can back is let me know so I can get the funds together. Cause that's what I'm gonna do. And they actually responded to me and they just said, we love you. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> what is your, what is your first level goal? What's your first tier goal? I'll just hit it for you. Let's get it bankrolled. Get, get me the copy. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. There's like pictures of the miniatures and everything. I'm like, what? Like I, 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 I put I need to make a board game and tell you about it. And I can fund all of my other stuff. That's my true addiction. Like, uh, I have a friend who, you know, I recently got back in touch with him about Warhammer and stuff. And he's like, you know, there's a place, uh, like right down the road from, well, he didn't, he doesn't know where I live, but he told me the name of the place. I'm like, oh, okay, let me see where it is. It's seriously like a two and a half minute drive from my house. Do you know how dangerous that is? Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's, it's not on my way home from work, but it can be. (laughs) And it has been. It is now. That just is how your route goes. You just yeah. go there, spend your paycheck. Don't even bring it home. It's not worth it. Yeah, like I should just like make my direct deposit like that store. <laughs> so, so we've talked about a little bit of like your nerdiness and a little bit about surprisingly a little about your music career. So let's talk. <laughs> oh yeah, we can. <laughs> let's talk about like your day job a little bit we don't have to go too far into details or anything like that but i want to know what it's like because i you know i have a full-time day job as well and then i create after hours what is that like for uh you know for a musician what is it like for trying to balance shows what's it like trying to go home and then record or head to the studio and record when you've been working all day oh it's great man um my last job was like great (laughs) yeah i mean uh my last job was pretty good about that too but um this new job they're they're great about it there's no other way i can say it uh my boss is like super awesome uh if i'm like yo i've got a a show they'll be like all right cool yeah that's fine just you know come to work tomorrow stuff like that like there have been multiple occasions where i'm like hey i gotta get out of here i gotta go to the studio and it's just like they totally understand they all listened to it they liked it they get what I'm trying to do, why I'm trying to do it. Um, they're extremely accommodating. Um, That's awesome. Just with everything. Like, I was supposed to go to Atlanta this October, and they weren't even, like, questioning it. They're just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's Atlanta for music. We get it. Like, that's what you're here for. Not what you're here for, but, like, that's that's what you live for, you know? And we were going to Japan in March, my girlfriend and I. And obviously, that didn't pan out, but... When I told him, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Just be back by like April 2nd or something when the, when the busy season starts up. So like, it's, it's super good. It's just, you know, I sell hot tubs uh, and it, it's great. 
So you, you sell hot tubs. Can you let's talk about that a little bit? <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the name because I you know I like them to get business and everything, but then I realized like I do have some some uh some how do I say this? Because I want them to keep spending money on my website. I have some people that I'd rather not know. Some fans, I don't, hmm, I don't necessarily think it's always important for fans to know where you work. Right. Uh, but a hot tub place, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I was going to shout them out because that's like, those are like my people. I like them. But a certain hot tub place, they're very reputable. Um, yeah, but they might not be as accommodating if you start having fans show up <laughs> for an autograph. <laughs> Right. I've had some like weird situations like that at second all oh, at my last job. <laughs> so I have people come in. If you slip up or anything, I can edit it out. You can just like throw a beep like I swore or something. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, I had some some interesting situations like that there um, at my last job. So, <laughs> so I, I try to keep pretty much like nobody knows where I live and nobody knows where I work. But I don't, yeah. I don't mind talking about what it is. <laughs> so what's it like being a salesman? Do you carry the charisma from stage? Is it a little bit like performing to get all of the generic, stereotypical questions out of the way? Yeah, very much. Um, <laughs> I was very robotic about it at first. Um, I, I guess I was really nervous because sales, that was new to me. But um, once I once I kind of got comfortable there, I've been there about a year now. Once I kind of got comfortable there, I... I made my own sales uh or my own like performance for the sales and i was taught really well by my coworkers, and they're all amazing sales people too i learned a lot about uh a lot about the the idea of sales from them and i've kind of taken it and made it like my my sales technique is maybe a little different than theirs but it's it's just because i i'm weird and i say a lot of weird junk to customers which usually works out they either feel threatened or endeared by me i can't tell either way they buy a hot tub so that's what really right right, that works that works (laughs) so so when it comes to selling a hot tub like what kind of goes into it i mean obviously if you go in to a hot tub store there's got to be an idea in your head that you're already buying a hot tub right so there's got to be a little bit of uh lack of buyer's remorse already when they walk in they're just like kind of ready to go is that true that is and it's interesting to me because one of my big problems with going into a sales job it was really scary to me um because i'm not the type of person and i think that's one of the reasons i'm not like super mainstream or super known as far as my music like i very much sell my music but i'm not the type of person to to sell something to some somebody who a can't afford it or b doesn't necessarily want it initially uh, right. So when I was at Sears, it was like, oh, you know, you got to sell this many TVs. This is 15 years ago. You got to sell this many TVs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I would feel bad. Or you, oh, you got to sign up for the, the Sears credit cards. I'm like, these people are coming to buy stuff at your failing company, Sears. Um, Sears. Come on. Like, I'm not going to make them sign up for a credit card. But, you know, when someone walks into a hot tub store, they know what they're getting into. So I have zero problem being like, hey what how much can you spend cuz i'm going to i'm going to help you spend that much <laughs> <laughs> i was in sales for a little while and i felt bad doing it just because i i was selling something that people didn't need i was selling new roofs and no one i guess some people need a new roof and the people that needed a new roof were not the ones that called me um, so uh, i, I know, feel that yeah and try, to, and try to sell them stuff they didn't need i had a spiel do you have a spiel that you have to go into i had a whole basically script that i would walk in with my fancy 
1970s used car salesman outfit to try to sell them a roof do you have to do that when you're selling hot tubs not really we're like super uh i don't know the word for it i can almost i can almost say the word progressive salespeople. <laughs> uh because they'll walk in and it'll just be like yo what's up <laughs> like <laughs> like it's i don't feel like we're ever like trying to sell a product that's uh that's not what they're getting or anything. Not not like that salespeople really do that, which they totally do. Yeah. <laughs> but like we have a really good product. We know what we're selling. We don't need to be uh we don't need to be like super um aggressive with it. It's just like, yo, you want a hot tub? We've got a hot tub. What do you want on it? How much do you want to spend? Do you want to add this much for some speakers? Uh do you want a swim spa? Cause I got you. <laughs> so like, the, the, the next question would be because it seems like it's kind of easy where does the salesman come in in that kind of situation so if you walk into to you know a hot tub store you know you want to buy a hot tub you have the the means to buy a hot tub where does the sales part come in because otherwise like they would open up a catalog and buy the one they want right where do you come in what is the service that you provide oh no i feel like it's a job interview (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know, you just got to let them know what they're buying. Let them know why it's the best one. Let them know why they should spend $5,000 more on the one that they're standing next to instead of the one they had their eye on, you know? That's what I like to hear. That was just one of my sales questions. I'm like looking through. I'm like, oh, what can I ask for my old pamphlet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how could I convince them? So uh, I got a couple of follow-ups. I just want to run through a couple of things real quick. So I know you love David Bowie. What's your favorite Bowie song? My favorite Bowie song is Rock and Roll Suicide. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good choice. So you're a real fan is what you're saying. Yeah, I love Rock and Roll Suicide. I'm a really big fan of uh, most of the stuff off of Low. Um, I love Lodger. Not everyone loves Lodger, but I love Lodger. I I could go on for a million years about David Bowie, so... Well, okay, so what? it's kind of interesting, somebody from our generation being as big of a fan of Bowie. Not that people aren't, but when it comes to like one of their favorite artists, like it is for you, what is it about Bowie? How did you come to become such a giant fan? I really don't know. So my dad was always really into Bowie. Like, hence, I have the name Son of Andy. My dad was Andy. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. I, yeah, right? And we were at a flea market, like, after my dad had passed away. And I had an old laptop. And I was just, I had the laptop on me. Like, I wasn't trying to sell it. And this dude was like, how much for the laptop? And I was like, ah, oh, it's not really for sale. But then I got to thinking about it. I was like, ah, the screen doesn't really work that well. The battery's dying. I was just like, well, I don't know, man. Like, how much do you want? He's like, I don't really have anything, but I got this record player. And I had never had a record in my life. Is that a big penguin? Okay. Katamari still going on in the background. Um, I had never had a record in my life. Uh, so I'm like, all right, guy. Let me get my hard drive out. You can have this laptop. Give me the record player. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll give you this, too. And he had the David Bowie album. It was... Uh, it was uh, it was like a greatest hit. It was changes one Bowie or however you want to say it on the front, yeah. you know, the black and white one with his face all uh, normal, but his haircut all normal too. Um, <laughs> it was like one of the one of the ones he didn't have any like makeup or anything on. It's, it's kind of but, rare. Like I guess if you don't know anything about David Bowie, usually done up full makeup, crazy hair, right? <laughs> so, yeah, normal face and hair. Like oh, that sounds like a guy. Like well, yeah, but that's not yeah, yeah, but Bowie. that's the point. So you know, he gave me that. I'm like, I don't know about this. So I got home and. My dad was always trying to get me to listen to David Bowie, but I was the type of person like, oh, my dad's trying to make me listen to David Bowie. That's, I'm not going to like it, you know? So I right. got home. I sat in my garage. I hooked up the uh, 
the record player and I listened to the whole thing and I was just like, I had like a really emotional moment of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, without getting too emotional about it, like, I was like, this is like a really weird missed connection because my dad used to love David Bowie and obviously at that point he had passed away that winter and it was summer when this happened and I just had like a a, a pretty emotional uh, sitting in my garage listening to this like realizing, holy crap, like we could have had this in common my whole life and I just kept ignoring it, you know? And then after that, I just really got into Bowie and that's there, you know, that's... Name. Yeah, that's that's how I got there. Yeah, no, that that's really sweet and actually really really cool. But I think you're missing. There's also another strange origin story in there. It's your origin story for loving David Bowie in a connection with your father, which is really sweet. But I'm gonna under <laughs> I'm gonna underplay it with a terrible joke, <laughs> and that's really your origin story for sales. You traded that crappy laptop right? for one of your favorite artists and record player. Right, and I had no idea what I was getting, and I definitely know that guy had no idea what kind of laptop he was getting. So <laughs> it was like we were giving each other, like, uh, remember Wonder Balls, those chocolate yes. balls that had toys in them? So we were, like, eating each other's Wonder Balls. Jesus. God, wh- who drops Wonder Balls? You are, okay, listen, I know we talked about you coming on my, my nostalgia podcast right in the fields, but now I think you just have to because oh, I will. One I podcast, will. I just referenced something that no one's ever heard of from one year in time. And Wonder Balls <laughs> is on that list, dude. Like the only, the only other thing that came out that year that is as memorable as Wonder Balls is Yo-Yo Balls. And people remember neither. Right? Yeah, that and like, so that same year, um, who was it? I think it was Bandai brought out like a really whack Captain Ginyu. It was like one of their first American runs of of uh, Dragon Ball Z figures. They brought out, like the most whack Captain Ginyu, uh, Captain Ginyu figure on the planet, and my mom bought it for me. And I like don't get me wrong, my mom's super cool. Um, and I'm just looking back at it, like all my other DBZ ones, like my Japanese ones. Yeah, they had less like articulation, but this Captain Ginyu one, that junk was made out of like recycled uh, Kroger water bottles. <laughs> Meanwhile, like their PVC figures for Digimon are like still top of the line. Like I'm looking right? at like Dalmon and it's as it's as good. I bought it for $25 that year. I don't remember, like 1998-99 right around there. And I'm looking at my SH Figure Arts War Greymon that was $125 and it's still t- two times better. Meanwhile, that Captain Ginyu was melted down plastic from a purple Barney that they bought. Seriously, like, yeah. Shape this into Captain Ginyu, right? That, the Captain Ginyu figure is made out of dried sugar water. <laughs> I still can't believe you said Wonder Balls. I haven't thought about that. I think I still have a, a Toy Story Wonder Ball just inside of me because that chocolate never actually decomposed. Oh, yeah, no, that's a dunzo deal. Like, <laughs> if you're around, like, a crime scene and they had to, like, see the last thing you ate, they'd be like, oh, he ate something from 1996. <laughs> it has the Kmart oh. sticker on it still. Oh my God. Well, thank you for hitting me with that nostalgia bomb. Like that, uh, of course, that, yeah. that brought me back. So I have another question on here. You mentioned one of your claim to fame. I sent you this little questionnaire because I am the nerdiest person on the planet when it comes to podcasts. And I was like, I have to know everything. Let's cover any bases I missed in my stocking. And one of the things you said is you were, <laughs> you were once invited to a party with Goody Mob. Oh, yes. <laughs> <to> Outcast <laughs> Studio. So two big name drops out of nowhere. Um, I want to hear the story, but first I got to ask you, whose soul food track is better, yours or Goody Mob's? Oh, that's so hard. That's so hard to say because I'm a really big Goody Mob fan. Uh, 
This is just that's hard because I can drop it. I'm like people. People look at me and they're like, "You're not into old school hip hop." I'm like, "Well, sir, let me talk." About yeah, well, soul food. Yeah, I really like when I like to show people that because not everyone knows that CeeLo Green used to be a rapper. So you know, he has that, that verse about I got a heap and helping to fry chicken and macaroni and cheese and collard greens too big for my jeans. You know that whole thing, and I really like that. But also, me and Bronson, I ha- I have to go with ours, not necessarily because of the song, but because soul food is kind of what got me and Bronson started on that style of like funky upbeat music hell yeah i would definitely pick yours all day number one because CeeLo green has a really questionable future now in comparison <laughs> to where he was but also he wore grills back then and he just could not rock them okay like you watched that track you're just like what the hell were you doing dude like it did not look good but and the track is still fire but i love your soul food partly because that was the first track i had ever heard you guys on that was what you brought you were like yeah we have this one everyone loves you know soul food and i was like well shit now i love the funky fresh and then you come and tell me like oh we're also part of this other rap collective oh and we also have two separate albums solo and i was like oh okay this is my new obsession (laughs) So I would definitely pick yours too, but I had to put you on the spot. So now tell oh, me, I feel that, yeah. <laughs> tell me about Goody Mob. Like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> so picture this: 2017, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, <laughs> picture it, Bronson. Way. Yeah, Bronson and our friend uh, Jesse and myself. So I'm sorry, uh, Freestyle Fanatic for the un the people oh, who don't fair, know him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freestyle Fanatic and Jesse and myself. We flew to Atlanta. Um, we had some opportunities there, and my boss at the time was like, "Yeah, sure, go." So, like, we straight up we left on a Thursday and came back on a Friday. Um, we had an opportunity to go to like a, a summit and kind of like talk to a lot of hip hop artists, and we got to meet a lot of really cool people. Uh, Goody Mob and uh, Bronze Nazareth was there. Benny the Butcher was there, which is crazy. Um, is this the Illuminati? Of stuff like, 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 you try to downplay like how famous you're like, yeah, I sell hot tubs, you know, I do, I do some hip hop, like, here I am hanging out. <laughs> so yeah, hanging Benny out. was there, uh, uh, Raz Kaz was there, trying to think. it was just like everyone was there, Killer Mike was there, we didn't get to talk to him for real though. Oh but uh, yeah, God, so Bronson I and I, Mike. You just, yeah, you're, like, like, I'm starting to get jealous just already here, I've got the sweats now, alright. Uh, we saw, yeah, we saw a lot of really cool artists, um. Uh, Sadat X was there. We didn't see him though. But anyway, so Bronson and I, we can start a, a, a freestyle anywhere. Like you could, it could be the bubbling from a coffee machine. And you'll hear it like Bronson will start freestyling over. So we're freestyling outside of this place in, uh, in Atlanta and Cujo from Goody Mob comes up to us and starts talking. He's like, oh, you guys rap? So I'm like, yeah, of course me. I have a backpack full of our mixtapes, like just some of our greatest hits, you know? Um, so I give him that. And there's a picture of us somewhere, like Cujo holding it up and, you know, us having that. That's super cool. Um, but, you know, he's listening to it. And Gip, you know, big Gip from Goody Mob comes up and he's like, he's like, you know what you guys should do? We're doing this little party tonight. Uh, you, you guys should come with us. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like. We didn't just get invited to a party by by Big Gip, like my favorite <laughs> member of the Goody Mob, you know. Uh, so we're talking to him. There's pictures and proof of all of this. If anyone doesn't believe me on on the old Instagram, but um, so he, he gives us the address, right? So we're you know we're kind of like, should we go? We don't know. Like we don't have a car, mind you. We have like twenty dollars to our name. We like scraped everything we had together to go to Atlanta. Um, so, you know, financially a lot different. This was two years ago. Um, yeah, you we scraped everything we had. Back then. Right? Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, we're like, should we go? And then, you know, I, I, I hit up Mega Ran on Twitter because he was in, he was there as well. I think he was performing. Yeah, he was performing at, uh, at one of the venues there. We had gone to see him perform. And uh, I hit him up on Twitter. And this was, bef- I think, was this before we did our song together? Yeah, I think this is before Mega Ran and I did our Wait, song together. You just, you messaged. You messaged one of, one of your like your first like introductions to like full rap stardom. You messaged him on Twitter to be like, "Hey, can I get some cast for the?" Weekend? No, it wasn't even like that. I was like, I was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, uh, Gip just invited us to this party. Like, you trying to go?" So like, Bronson looked up the the uh, Bronson looked up the address. He's like, "This is Stankonia. Like, this is the studio. This is like Outcast Studio, Stankonia." And I'm like, no, nah, no way. So like, I I hit up Megaran. I'm like, hey, you trying to go to Stankonia? I'll pay for the Uber. <laughs> so that was really cool. We got to we got to ride to Stankonia with uh with Megaran. It was me and uh, and Jesse and Fanatic and Megaran and uh, you know, we just met up and got some tea. I think it was called Kung Fu Tea somewhere <laughs> out there. And we got to like walk around and watch a show at uh, at Stankonia. It was really cool. So, like number one, you can never try to like humble brag ever again. You can never be like, no, you know, I'm just trying to do my thing. Like that was that was the most name droppy thing ever, and one of the coolest stories I ever. Heard. But, but like, also, I, I never you, like fly on the wall for Mega Ran, who gets this message from like these two guys who's like trying to bring you up. He's trying to get you on more shows when he's in Michigan, and you message him going, "Hey man, you want to go to Outcast Studio?" Right? Like I don't even I don't even know if Mega Ran like I don't even know if Mega Ran likes me, but. <laughs> I just I just hit him up because I'm like if I was in his shoes even if it was like if I was in Mega Ran's shoes and I got a message from like a dude that I even if he hated me and he was just like yeah you know I don't know they might be going to Stankonia if I was him I would have gone too like <laughs> so you know shout out to Mega Ran for maybe not hating me no we did a song after that he can't hate me I was gonna say that's why he did your track he's like listen like, I don't like this guy but he got me to Stankonia I'm gonna be on looking up I guess no, uh, so what happened with that was I emailed him, and how do I say this? Because it's you know artists artists charge for for verses. That's just how the business yeah, works. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, so after I think it was after uh, after Atlanta, I had emailed him. I was like, hey, you know, this is Son of Andy. You know, we talked here and there, and I had been to some of your shows, and I think I had opened for him once. I think so. You know, I was like, I really would like you to be on this song. And he gave me his price, and at the time, I wasn't making any money off of any of this or anything. And I hit him with the, oh, you know, and it was, it was a very good price. Like, for, for Mega Ran, like, as much as I love Mega Ran's music, like, like I got a deal. Uh, he, he's, <laughs> he could be charging more for what he does. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that I mean that in, like, a, like a good way. Like, he, he's giving people opportunities. So... I um, I, I I hit him back with the yeah you know I'm sorry like thanks for that it's a really fair price, but I just can't afford it right now. And then like I got inside, I talked to my girlfriend, and I, I think that's all I the only person I talked to, and she's like, well you know, if you want to do it, you should do it because you really want to. I'm like oh you're right, I should. <laughs> so I, like it was like eight minutes later. I emailed him back and he's like, Oh, that was a change of heart. That was quick. And I was like, yeah, I just realized like YOLO pretty much. (laughs) So, and that's how that happened. And I love that song and he did a great job and he killed it. And hearing like the beginning of that song, when he sent it to me, I will never forget this. I was eating food from Shogun. I was eating their, 
uh, General Sow chicken and their rice. I had it for carry out. My mom had given me a gift card for there. So, you know, it's, I'm eating some Japanese food, watching Netflix's hit film, The Babysitter, which just had a sequel drop yesterday. Um, and I get this email back. I get this email back and he's like, oh, I finished it. It was like two days later. And it starts off. It's like, it's Mega Ran and son of and D. And I was like, oh, man, he said my name. That's super cool. <laughs> so I will forever remember watching The Babysitter and listening to that, that verse he sent me like a hundred times. And that's also the night I beat the first Neo game. <laughs> Damn. All right. You had you had a roller coaster there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, man. Well, that's so awesome. And I, I'm super jealous. Number one, I'm not a rapper by any means, but that is just that is amazing um i i felt it a little bit too which is funny because my name's not andy um i'm not you at all but i was like oh man that was so cool that he said that <laughs> i know it, that was like the he could have his whole verse could have been the the poopy scoops like kanye had but the fact that he said my name i was like oh that's dope but the bonus on top was that his verse was awesome so <laughs> It's not, it's probably my favorite track just because I love Mega Ran. I love everything you do. Elevators probably is my favorite one from that album. Uh, but also, I love Mega Ran so much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I can't pick a favorite one from it, but um, yeah, that, he's, he's great. And the hook that he did, I didn't even ask him to like do a hook and he did it and it, it works. It's awesome. Do you wonder if he's at the level where he's just like, listen, he needs a hook from me. Like <laughs> maybe, like, I don't know. Like what he needs for this. I'm like a super big fan. Um, I wouldn't blame him if he didn't remember me though. <laughs> I think he does. I think he does. Uh, there's not a lot of, I mean, that's not true. There are a lot of awesome rappers from Michigan. There are not a lot of awesome rappers that have played with him. Like every that's time true. he's come and talk to him every time he's come. And there's also not a lot of rappers from Michigan that have played for him, open for him and have taken him to Stankonia. <laughs> I mean, we did go together. That was a good time. Uh, there's a lot of great Michigan rappers, man. So many good Michigan rappers. Like, I feel like my favorite rappers are from Michigan. Michigan and New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's a pretty big gap. Uh, <laughs> but also, it's like, you're not you're not hearing a, like, a lot of them like from Tacoma. Now I'm going to get shout-outs from a bunch of Tacoma nah, rappers. Nah. But, <laughs> but like, like Detroit's known. Flint is known. Pontiac is known. Like, these, those are, you know, big rap scenes. And before Eminem, people always talk about Eminem. I'm like, Eminem's awesome. But, like, that's not, that is not where it peaked by any means. Like, there are lots of right. people here. Uh, not to talk shit about him. I'm just like trying to piss off all the hip hop fans today. Like, I'm I know, right? About, you're you're gonna get me in trouble. No, no, no. <laughs> I like I gotta put one of those disclaimers up front. Like my my points of view do not reflect some Andy's at all. <laughs> no, it's uh, all good. I, I think the best. Like, I don't know if you if you put Eminem and Novelist in a room. I know who I'm picking, and it's not gonna be Eminem. Like, <laughs> it, I, that's just where I'm at. I think it's like, is it Eminem from like 1999 or is it Eminem from 2019? Like, there's a difference right? there. Uh, but I mean, dude is dude is crazy talented. I'm just not necessarily about the content, but it's just because I don't have, I didn't have the same upbringing as bringing as him. Um, he did just like, I don't really care about Machine Gun Kelly. I don't, I don't at all. Uh, <laughs> but Eminem's like rebuttal this was one of the hardest things he's put out since like invincible probably yeah, definitely like almost ever and like i said I, I didn't really listen to machine gun kelly that's part of why he did that track right you know you bolster you get all the clout from all the people who haven't heard of you you know you start dissing eminem and people talk about it 
but now like he's dating Megan Fox. So like who won really? I mean, he doesn't even rap anymore. <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's dating Megan Fox. <laughs> There's <laughs> like you could talk about winners and losers, whose track was better. But at the end of the day, Jennifer's body, you know, that's just a thing that that he is experiencing. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll we'll call it there. I appreciate everything that you talked about. I have like 45 other million questions, so I'm probably gonna have to get you on some other podcast. I'm gonna have to stay hey, another Kale Ken night. That's all good. Yeah, I mean that's totally fine. Um, I'm about it. I love this kind of stuff. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you again. Um, I'm going to probably kick you off our discord server so I can do all of my million plugs. I'm not going to make you listen to them, but I want to hear your plugs. What do you have that people need to go listen to need to go find, go buy, give it a shout out. All right. So currently son of is down cause I'm reworking it, but where you're <laughs> going to want to go is uh, Instagram. Just look up Barbar Binks with two Z's. It's like Jar Jar Binks, but Barbar Binks, that's my Instagram handle um you can find me on there all my music's on there son of andy on facebook um you can find me uh uh andre the tamer on ultima if you want to find me there uh asherah kruckensfield in black desert if you want to find me there <laughs> um son of andy raps on steam but yeah no most importantly you want to find uh barbar binks on on twitter with uh, on instagram with two z's and uh, right now, you know, I've got my first project, Wendigo, is out. It's streaming everywhere. My second project, Snake Feet, is everywhere streaming. Uh, my third project, Looking Up, is everywhere streaming. You're definitely going to need to grab that Freestyle Fanatic album when it comes out, The Sound of Water. I'm on there. K.O. Ken's on there. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, K.O. Ken's on there. <laughs> You're not on there? <laughs> Oh, never mind. K.O. Ken's not on there. There are some technical difficulties. He'll be on the next one. <laughs> um, so I'm on there. <laughs> when's Ready, Set, Flow uh, doing an album? When's that coming? They, they said, when is Ready, Set, Flow going to do their album? 2021. 2021. Look for us, he said. <laughs> He's a, Yeah, K.O. Ken is uh, an amazing producer, and that's who we're trying to get to do our stuff. He's... He's going to be doing the uh, the instrumentals on that one. It's going to be great. It's going to be a totally new vibe because he's the one that got Bronson and I into this kind of stuff pretty much. So, But, um, yeah, so there's that. The Ready, Set, Flow album will be out next year. Um, but, you know, closer than that, I have an album coming out. Uh, it's called Chex Mix. Oh. It's like, you know, because I love my cat to death. His name is Chex. And it's a, an eight-song album that I put together. And it's pretty much done. I'm just waiting on a few features. Uh, I've got some some feelers out there and a couple people I've been wanting to work with for like a decade that are going to be on here. So that's sweet. I have another album I'm working on with. I don't know if I can say it. I'm just going to say it anyway because I'm going to feel bad if he gets mad, but he seems like a really chill dude. Um, <laughs> so I got one coming out with Ant Bell. I actually have to work on it, though. It's all on me. And... Uh, he he's sending me all these awesome beats and I'm just being not motivated, but they're all written. And I had like a weird, a weird throat thing where I couldn't record for a minute. But, uh, so yeah, I've got my new album checks mix coming out very soon. It's pretty much done. And then I've got an album coming out with Ant bell and it's going to be awesome. And the stuff he put together is bonkers, like, like mind bendingly good. So 
that's what I want you guys to look for. That's awesome. Uh, where's the best place to buy it? I have Bandcamp on here. I can put that link in in the description below if that's cool with you. I don't know. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, uh, Bandcamp is definitely the best place. Uh, the the Son of Andy Bandcamp, and eventually SonofAndy.com. I just have to. I mean, low key, I got a new credit card. This is uh, I'm gonna tell you guys for real what it is. Um, my credit card got hacked from trying to buy probably illicit Warhammer paint from China, and then that same week, <laughs> my uh, my website went to renew on my credit card, and they're like, "Oh, we're shutting down your your website because you didn't pay us," but it's just because I closed the card, so I just have to go re redo it. So. <laughs> All right, it's like that is two hundred percent honest right there. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right, man. Well, buy the album. I'll put all of that stuff in the description. I'm gonna put like a fourteen page paragraph for all of your plugs to make sure they're all on there. Everyone, awesome. go buy it. Um, I'm gonna kick you off here, son. I really appreciate it though, seriously. And I'll message you about doing some other podcasts if you're down. Yeah, for sure. I'm absolutely down. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, man. You have a good one. You too. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Now, is the awkward thing is we try to click on the same. <laughs> we're, tr we're trying to get out of here now. <laughs> make sure he can't hear me. Yeah. I can't all right. There we go. About you. All right, man. Peace. All right. Uh, all right. That was Son of Andy. I appreciate everyone for sticking around and listening. Uh, if you liked this content, buy all of Son of Andy's stuff. Check him out on sonofandy.bandcamp.com. And I'm going to put all of the things that he mentioned in the description down below. Now, if you like our stuff, which is less likely, you can head over to patreon.com slash creations. That's our new site. You can check out all of our stuff on there. You can subscribe. Give us some money if you want to. If you don't want to, that's cool. Head over to creations.com. All of our podcasts are over there. All of our web comics are over there. All of our content are right there for free. You don't get all the other cool tier stuff. You don't get any bonus content. You don't get anything early. You don't get any bespoke customized drawings from us or anything like that. But it's still all there, all for free. Check it out and drop a like or a subscribe or a review over on iTunes or any of the podcast apps that you use. It goes a long way. It's super helpful. It helps other people find the podcast, share it on all the social media. If you want to follow us on social media, Can't Be Killed Creations on everything or Can't Be Killed Creations pod. Those two, both on Instagram, Twitter, everything. I'm at Resident Stevel on almost anything you can think of, including Steam and Ultima Online, if you want to start playing with both of us. Um, I appreciate everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Persons of No Consequence, and we're out.